Welcome to the Ladies of Metal Show, featuring interviews with metal bands, where we keep you up to date with everything surrounding the metal, underground, and alternative community. This is the Ladies of Metal Show. Well, hi, I'm Carly Gwen, a.k.a. Gwen Anastasia, and this is the Ladies of Metal Show. I have Brian and Christian from Currents on the show. But before we get to our chat, make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram. It's just at the Ladies of Metal Show. The link in the bio takes you to all the streaming platforms, as well as my Spotify playlist with all the songs I'm really into right now. There's podcast merch. And if you like the show and want to help keep it going, tap that donate button if you feel like it. I'm always trying to make the show better. So if you have ideas for future episodes, content you'd like to know more about, or if you want to hear your favorite band on the show, shoot me a message on Instagram. Again, it's just the Ladies of Metal show. So Currents just put out a new record a month ago called The Way It Ends. So we went over why the band decided to release it as scheduled, how their single reached serious XM status, and Brian and Christian's picks for best tracks lyrically and instrumentally. Currents appears courtesy of Sharptone Records. Hello. Hey, Christian. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Let me ask Brian into the call now. Okay, cool. Hey, Brian. It, it works. How's it going? It's going pretty good. All right, so Brian and Christian, oh my gosh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've been trying to talk to you guys for like probably, I want to say like two months because I'm so excited about this new record you guys just put out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. I'm glad you reached out. Yeah, of course. Um, I've been listening to you guys for quite a while. Um, one of my favorite records you guys did was like weirdly like the instrumental version of I Let the Devil In. Like, it's so good. I definitely jam that in my car and like when I work out all the time. I don't know. It's like so epic. Thank you. A, a lot of people appreciate that because uh, sometimes, you know, Brian's vocals bring them places. So they just like to listen to the music just to zone out. Yeah, I think that's yeah, probably it. Workout music. Have you guys been doing any working out while you've been like stuck at home? Oh yeah, I've I've been going crazy. <laughs> I uh, I have some kettlebells and I've been riding my bike a lot. Oh cool, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm like a dog that needs to be walked. I'll go crazy if I don't. Oh my god, I know. I mean, it's nicer now that it's like kind of warmer on the East Coast, but like. It sucked that most of the quarantine was, like, when it was cold. And, like, I know you guys are in Connecticut. But, I'm, yeah, I'm, like, a little bit further south. I'm, like, right around Philly. Oh, okay, that's not too far. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm so glad. I'm, like, such a summer person. So I've also been trying to, like, ride bikes more and, like, trying to work out outside because I've just been, like, doing workouts in my living room, which has been, like, rather lame. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel that. Very cool. Well, you guys didn't know it, but you were keeping me company in quarantine while I was working out, so thank you for that. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) So, your new record, The Way It Ends, came out on June 5th, just a couple weeks ago, which was a huge day. It ended up being for new music. It was, like, the same day as The Ghost Inside, the same day as the new End record. So, I think you guys were in really good company that day. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's a lot of really cool releases that happened on Friday. And, uh, yeah, like, the 
you know? Because then it's like, people are listening to this one record, but they also see, oh, Current's put out a record, let me go check that out, while they're already sitting there listening to, like, music, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think um, I was reading somewhere, maybe on your Facebook, that you guys were maybe talking about delaying the release due to, like, the pandemic and everything, but that you decided not to. So what went into that? Or, like, was that your call as a band, or was that on your label? I think it was, like, a brief kind of conversation with everybody. We we had had a few members uh, kind of raise some, some concerns, you know? Like, we're about like releasing the record and building back and, and, and doing it another time. And then that was a conversation to the label and management a little bit. And I think we came to was that if we get any longer, it becomes less relevant, you know? Right. And so you're releasing something that isn't really speaking to things that are going on at the moment, which isn't always the worst thing. But um, the other thing too, is we had already released songs from the record and we were kind of gearing up for the release anyway and so it kind of felt like it would be for the wrong reasons just because we had already kind of laid the groundwork and we don't want to seem like uh we were we were trying to delay it for like any kind of gain on our end because I, I feel like it was a it's still great timing to have the record come out now given all the all the craziness but it was it was kind of a talk and then we we decided that um it just wasn't really the move for us that we were going to go forward. I agree with you guys. I mean, I think it was good to stick to schedule. And I know a lot of bands did, like August Burns Red put out a record in like April on schedule. But then I saw like Lamb of God was supposed to release their new record in like May. And they they just released it like a couple days ago. So it's just like, I guess maybe what's best for the band. But I was just like maybe confused when I saw like, huge bands like delaying the release which like i don't like why do you think bands were talking about doing that or like why would that be a good move for a band to delay a record release i guess there's like there's a few reasons for one you don't want to like take away from the events that are happening Mm -hmm. at the time in the world you know you don't want to like um distract people with something that's not relevant to uh something important sure but it like so i i can see it from that side and then from another side i could see it as far as sales go maybe in uh like a pandemic when people are kind of stuck at home and people are kind of worried about money and and all this uh maybe trying to like force a record on them isn't like the nicest thing to do in in some people's minds and and maybe your sales and, and everything would be better releasing it later down the road okay but we haven't really found that like it's there and it's something that you can listen to you can go check it out on youtube for free and nobody's forcing anybody to do anything so you know i think having it there for the people that want it and have been waiting for it is important yeah, yeah. I think... and also the the events that like have like have that have planned uh panned out the last few months are not very typical so everybody like, nobody really knows, like, what exactly to do. So this is kind of, like, a first-time thing for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Did you get any yeah. kind of, like, guidance from the record label or, like, suggestions? Or was this kind of, like, all on you guys? Not really. We didn't really get any suggestions just because this was, like, uncharted 
kind of territory for everybody. We were sitting back and kind of like watching what people were doing and like checking out other people's kind of strategies. And that's really all it is. I think everybody is just trying to learn from each other and, and see what works and what doesn't. In a time like this, there's not really a template for, uh, you know, us to go by, given that everybody is just trying to do the right thing, right? And so like... All we can really do is watch people and, and see what they do, and then other people can maybe learn from us. So I don't think there's any wrong answers here, but it's cool to see how everybody is kind of approaching the situation. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And I do, right before I forget, um, I know you guys mentioned you put out, like, a couple singles before the record release, and one of them was A Flag to Wave, which I did see on your social media that... Jose Mangan played it on Liquid Metal on Sirius XM. Like, that's so cool. Yes, he did. That, like, that's so crazy. I, I remember seeing a video of him, like, listening to Night Terrors in his studio. Uh-huh. And I was literally just like, what is happening here? That's <gasps> crazy. <laughs> you know, once the, uh, once the record roll happened, I guess he heard the waves, he heard, like, Monsters, he heard Poppy Yourself, and he was like, this band is really cool. Uh, which is crazy, and um, you know, like played us on played us on the show, and we were like really, really stoked about it. Like that huge shout out to him because that's awesome. Yeah, I was so like so stoked, and then also so surprised because I'm not really like a Sirius XM type of person, but like I do know that Liquid Metal and like Octane, they do play like heavier stuff, but it's not really like the music that I listen to, I guess, which is why maybe I'm not, like, super gravitated to, like, I guess, like, listen to it. But when I saw that he played your song, I was like, oh, no, do I have to, like, get a XM account now? Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, is Liquid Metal, like, legit? Not to say they're not legit, but, like, just as far as, like, you know, kind of more, like, underground metal or not, like, you know, they're not playing you know, Slayer every other song or something like that. But, um, yeah, so I just thought that was really cool that you guys were represented on such a huge platform. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's, it's funny you, you bring that up because it's like, I have serious XM. Like, I, I, like, listen to it in my car. And, like, sometimes I'll, I'll go check. That's the thing is, like, it is. It's radio. It's, like, it's still a very popular radio station. And a lot of times they are. Yeah, they're playing, like, more, like, Sure, sure shots, like more like kind of established bands are playing like corn, they're playing Slipknot, they're playing, you know. But it's cool that every once in a while, even if it's like off of regular like times, that they'll go on there and play like a smaller band like our band who's just trying to get our name out there. Like that they'll take that kind of airtime away from like a bigger band and then throw us or like another smaller band on there. It's super cool. Yeah, I think one of those times, I think maybe it was kind of like an off-peak hour, maybe like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, I heard like the Acacia Strain on there, and I heard like Parkway Drive, and I was like, yo, okay, that's kind of cool, that's like more my speed, because yeah, I think like you mentioned, it's just kind of more, more, I don't want to say use the word mainstream, because I feel like that has like a stigma attached to it, but more like bands like Skeleton Witch, and like just you know older stuff i guess like more classic metal and not so much like metal core well it it definitely like when things like that happen it also helps build uh a sense of legitimacy 
when it comes to the band. Right. Especially too, especially too, when it comes to like branching into like those sorts of audiences, like specifically like with my parents' friends that also like that kind of music, but they'll be like, oh, like I thought he was just playing around with his friends. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's not like that. <laughs> You know, we're doing big boy stuff. I mean, technically, yes, you are playing around with your friends, but it's, like, a serious thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's funny, because, like, you'll you'll mention, like, oh, yeah, like, I play in a band, whatever, and uh, people are usually like, oh, that's cool. But then, like, as you kind of, like, get more into, like, you can see, like, a couple, like, little clicks start to happen in, people, in people's brains where it's like, oh, wow, this person, like, travels and stuff. That, that's cool, you know? Like, usually the idea is that, People think you're in, like, a smaller band. Maybe you're playing, like, little local bars and clubs and stuff. But, like, I don't know. It's cool to feel like it's a little more, like, I don't want to say legitimate, but, like, that things are kind of starting to pan out in a way that is, like, tangible. Like, people can see you on flyers. They can hear you on the radio. They see you on Spotify and all this. And uh, I don't know. It's definitely, like, nice. It's not the be-all, end-all, like, goal of everything. Don't get me wrong. Right. It's nice to kind of have that, like, when someone's like, oh, man, I thought you were just in, like, a a little band, you know? And even if we are, like, it's still cool to see that people recognize what we're doing as, like, a real thing. Yeah, I think it's probably more, um, you know, like, street cred or something. Like, (laughs) but it is, I think, hard for, like, you know, like, our parents' generation to understand that there's, like, different sizes of bands, like, Cause they just had, there was like four bands when they were growing up and like, that was it. And now there's so many and there's so many like sub genres and you know, you can still go on like basically world tours and just be like, kind of like normal dudes, you know, like it's, it's like, you don't have to be like this like rock star, like personality. I think like the parents don't get it. Yeah, I think they have a sense of something like, you know, like the way that Kiss and Motley Crue did it back in the day. Yes. It's not really how things happen anymore, you know? Not at all. I mean, maybe. Maybe I'm just, like, not at those shows, but it doesn't seem like it, especially in the, like, I lean more towards, like, metalcore. So it's definitely not like that. Everybody's just tired now. Yes. It's like, oh, I have to get back in the van. No. (laughs) I think that age of like trashing hotels and green rooms is kind of gone in in the metal world for sure. And and in the best way possible, too. That's so weird. Right. Yeah. A lot of these people that we tour with are just like chill people that work out and. Uh, meditate and do yoga and just are, like like what they do we're good at it and they like traveling like it's just part of their lifestyle and they always thought it was cool and wanted to do it forever you know metal in general gets like a weird like bad rap maybe because um, people think it's just like all violence and everybody's just kind of like screaming and yelling all the time and getting beat up at shows but i always feel like i think of like jake lures from august burns red like he might look like this like jacked tatted up like scary guy but he's like so sweet and he has like a sweet little voice and like it's just not like that i don't know teddy bear he's like a metal teddy bear i definitely want to talk to you guys about the new record the way it ends i'm kind of wondering since this isn't your first 
big release that you guys might have done something a little different on this record as far as like production or writing or something like that. So, Brian, I wanted to start with you. Is there anything that you tried to do different lyrically on this record when you were writing? Yeah, I tried to keep, like, story in mind more. I wanted to kind of keep things very centered and have every song have its own identity and have its own meaning and purpose as it fits to the record. And so, like, as we got further along in the songwriting, like, a lot of times when things start, they're very, like, broad and they're kind of, like, it's like lyrical mush until like you get more uh, like the songs come out a little more like complete and the instrumentals are more locked down. Everybody's had their take and their input and now you have these songs that are to the, the standard of everybody and that's when a lot of like the real formation starts to happen. Like you have ideas that go along with every song and so that was kind of what I tried to focus on as being more story based. And then what would you say in past records, what would you say the lyrics were more, I guess, more broad? Not so much more broad, but I I didn't really worry about, like, if the song didn't, if the lyric didn't really fit the song, I didn't care as much because it, like, was there and it was a cool line. And it didn't really bother me if it didn't really mean anything. Okay. This time around, I really tried to hone in on that and be less, like, not lazy, but more, like, just more focused on, like, what things were actually going to mean and, and the, the meaning behind every line. And that was something I really wanted to stress once we got into like the nitty gritty of things. Well, that's super impressive. And I feel like your intention came through on the record. And I don't know if mature is the right word, but it seems like a more mature approach to songwriting. Yeah, it's like, it's got to be more like, you, you got to dig a little deeper. You got to like, really sit back and look at things and criticize them and, and until they're right. What song on the record kind of most represents what you were trying to go for as a whole on this record? So I guess, I don't know if that's like a favorite song of yours or you're like, yo, these lyrics are the best ones. I'd say part like Split, Let Me Leave and Better Days are like the three that, that sit on top lyrically for me. Okay. Just because I feel like they, they carry like, especially Split, I think it carries like a very particular vibe and it's kind of like probably one of the underdogs on the record but i don't know i'm just upset i just think it's like the coolest song ever and um i i think the lyrics kind of tell a story like in the to- in the voice kind of tells a story and like the different chosen tones uh i think the lyrics kind of like make the song have this very nice like full circle feeling to it and uh that's definitely one of my favorites i do feel like that might be an underdog on the record I don't have that one on my playlist, but now I feel like I need to add it. I will I will now be working out to that song. Christian, as far as the instrumental side of things, did you try to do anything different? Or, like, what can we expect instrumentally on The Way It Ends? Well, this is my first release with Currents. Mm-hmm. So, and I came from more of a post-hardcore, uh, like, hardcore like background mm-hmm. in the bands that I played in. So for me, it was it was it was almost it was a very drastic change in the in the technical type of playing that was being brought to me. So there was a, a lot more pressure as far as because the band means a lot to not only my friends that I've known forever uh, that are in the band, but to so many other people that like are fans of the band. So. I wanted to make sure that I did them right, and I 
you know, hopefully I, uh, the whole record, everybody, it meshes together and everybody is happy. I think it sounds like it meshes together, so that was good. And then if you had to pick a track that kind of encompasses what you were trying to go for on this record, or it could be your favorite song, or you're like, yo, instrumentally, this is like the song, what song would it be? So usually I base that off of when we play live. Oh. And so far, that would have to be, I mean, Second Skin is probably my favorite to play. Okay. But I have a feeling that Monster will be when, like when we play it out live next time. Well, Monster is like yeah, a banger. Be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that song rolls. Um, I also really appreciate it. I saw you guys were posting kind of like little explanations of the singles up on your Facebook, which is cool because I always like wonder what the songs are about or like what kind of place they came from. And I really liked how you guys were explaining about how like Monsters came to be. Yeah, that's 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 important. I feel like context is really important when you're like like looking at anything, like you'll watch a movie or a TV show or like listen to a song or like really anything. I feel like context matters like just as much as like the content itself does. Like I have like kind of an idea of wherever it came from when you know the song or like the movie or whatever came together. And I think it just, especially when you like something, I feel like that's just like the nice icing on the cake to get like a little bit of like inside of what what was going on when it was made. And so like, I think adding stuff like that is super important. Yeah. I I mean, I definitely appreciate the context for sure. And it's like, listening to the lyrics I might think it means something and then you're telling me it means something else and I'm like oh yeah duh like how did I not like come up with that so you put up on the explanation that monsters is basically about like cutting out toxic people from your life and that's like such a good thing for everybody to kind of do in their life so that was really cool I appreciate it thank you yeah I was like you know in a time of like everybody's life where we're stuck at home and we maybe have more time to think about what matters and what doesn't, I'm like, you know, I need to take an inventory of like these toxic people because sometimes that gets overlooked. And I thought that was really like smart. And I was like, look at this song. And it's also a banger. So like, cool. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I definitely think that's one of my favorites on the record. So glad to hear that you, Christian, are, you know, proud of that one instrumentally. So that's that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Brian, I wanted to make sure I asked you about this. I saw you were doing a partnership with Music Mentors Online. Yeah, yeah. We um, we just wrapped up the last day of the seminar like a few days ago. Okay. And it went really well. Awesome. So can you just like tell us what the deal is or like was it like classes or can people like go back and check it out? So, I'm not sure what it's like to be able to go back and check out stuff after they already, like, do the lesson. Okay. But basically, what it, what it is, is um, uh, this guy, Dave Puckett, who plays drums for We Came As Roman, he has this company called Music Mentors Online, where he'll take people from the scene to, like, requests from fans of, like, his, his program. You know, and they'll, um, they'll suggest artists to him to have come on. So, like, it's kind of like his... It, the way I think about it is it's kind of like his show. But um, he will have you on and basically is like, hey, what do you feel like kind of talking about? So I laid out like a like three, like a, a lesson plan for like each three days, just kind of like a subject and like, uh, a couple like topics to kind of consider when we were talking about each subject. And so day one was like about vocals because I'll have a lot of people ask about how I do 
certain things, like, with my voice, and so it was kind of like, we'll talk about how I started and blah, blah, blah. Day two was more about, like, the local scene and how to kind of break out, and it was really awesome. And I don't normally do a lot of, like, teaching kind of stuff because I don't want to, like, give people like the wrong information but the way it was kind of put to me is like you know you talk and you kind of advise and you give people a little take on like the things that you've experienced and what you kind of learned from those things and i thought i think it's a cool program i had a lot of fun with it and i would highly recommend if you have like an artist that you like that you know gets you know put onto the platform that you should go check it out oh damn all right well now i'm like thinking of who i need to put on there Jeez, I feel like I think, like Ryan Kirby did one. They had like uh, Josh Travis from Amir. They had like a ton of people do it. So I was really stoked to get the invite. That's so cool for you. Like that's like major cred. I feel like yeah, it was like uh, it's something I've been watching for like a long time. Like just uh, like seeing how it's grown and seeing the kind of guests they have and seeing kind of the reception of it. And it seems like a cool thing. And when I got the offer, it was kind of like a no brainer. I was like, yeah, this is sweet. Yeah, of course. The first person that comes to mind is Brendan Murphy from Counterparts. He's one of my favorite singers, so I feel like maybe I would try to, I would be like, yo, you should get him on there. Oh, yeah, that'd be really funny. Right? He would be a funny fit, you know? He's like such a goof. I want to know how he writes his lyrics, because they're like poems almost. So I would yeah, want to know absolutely. how he I does that. He's a real smart guy. So oh, I yeah. He would be awesome to kind of like have someone get in there and like pick his brain. Yeah. Well, I would want to be the one doing the picking, but I don't host that show. <laughs> but yeah, I got to check that out. I thought that was really cool that you were on that. So I guess before we wrap up, do you guys want to do some shout outs as far as like your social media pages? Maybe Brian, you can tell us how we can check out Music Mentors online and then definitely let us know how we can keep up with everything going on with Currents. So my social media is I'm just Brian Lilly on pretty much everything. It's my name, uh, like Twitch, Instagram, Facebook and, and Twitter and all that stuff. And Music Mentors Online, I don't know if you can still sign up and get the sessions, but try going to musicmentorsonline.com slash Brian with an I, and uh, you might be able to find it there. And then, uh, Chin, what do you want to plug? Uh, I mean, I just have my social medias. Uh, it's Chris Paul Aaron on pretty much everything. There's not too much. Shout out to The Last of Us 2 coming out because I haven't left my room in a couple days. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, <laughs> Agnes, perfect. Dark Glass, they're not a sponsor yet, but they could be. They could be. <laughs> Just saying. I've been trying. Somebody hit me up. Yo, right? That would be appreciated. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian and Christian from Currents, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. It was so awesome to have you. Thank you for having us. Of course. Yeah, thank I, you so much. I did want to let you guys know I have a friend that's like, a super fan of you guys um he's also in a metal band he plays guitar so i think he really appreciates like the instrumental side of your band and i was like oh i'm gonna talk to the guys from currents and he was like oh my god they're the most wholesome metalcore band (laughs) so (laughs) i think that he was super stoked so um and i definitely agree like you guys are just like so great so thank you yeah and so stoked on the new record everybody's got to check it out now that it's out and that's going to be on my summer soundtrack so thanks for putting that out in the summer i always love summer releases well thank you for enjoying hopefully we'll be able to see everybody soon when everything it's uh everything gets green light 
Oh my god, uh, yeah. We'll be able to tour on the record. Yeah, because you guys were supposed to do a tour with Silent Planet. Well, our our tour with Silent Planet got cut just about, what was it, like a week before it was supposed to finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just about. And then we had a tour with uh, Polaris and Alpha Wolf in Europe. And a couple other things that, you know, everything's going to get, everything's going to go on. Just the question is when. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. And when we know, you know. Okay, awesome. Well, don't forget to come to Philly because I haven't seen you guys in a little while. So it would be great to see right, you a again. Question, a question for you. Yes. Where's where is your favorite Philly cheesesteak spot? Because everybody gives us somewhat, some different answer. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so my favorite is Jim's on South Street. It's right by the TLA, which is also one of my favorite venues in Philly. Uh, okay. Have you guys ever been over uh, there? We haven't played TLA, but now, now that we know, we know, like, the spot to go. It's, like, on the corner of the block that the TLA is on. Yeah, when we get a chance to play TLA because that's a bucket list and you're right there. When it, yeah. when it happens, uh, we'll go there. Well, cool. All right, guys. I appreciate right, it. You just heard another episode of the Ladies of Metal show. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. Need more metal in your life? Listen to Ladies of Metal Radio on the TuneIn Radio app. This is the Ladies of Metal Show.